don't know about you guys, but I still can't get over the fact that there are only pretty much two months left in the year. I don't know why that's freaking me out. But anyways, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Each week, I want to create a follow-up episode that is short, sweet, and all about the action steps from this week's longer podcast. So every week, my objective is to sit down and just distill the episode down into a couple of bullet points that I want you to act on immediately to make big impact in your business. I am your host of The Efficient Advisor, Libby Grywe. So if you're new here, welcome. I built a 100% referral-only planning practice and grew it to seven figures as a solo advisor with a kick-butt team all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year. So yep, worked about 114 days a year. And I'll be honest, those days were crazy, but the structure that we created in the practice through systems and processes is really, truly, genuinely what gave me freedom. So I'm just here to walk alongside you and to show you how to do exactly the same and to help you take immediate action on the most important strategies for scaling organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your business. So we are about to transform your practice. I'm so excited you're here. So this week's episode was all about the org chart. And I know that does not sound exciting at all. It really more than just the org chart. It was about the org chart, but about building a team, identifying the right role, identifying the right person for the role, can a person fill more than one role? Can more than one person fill a role? What's the right personality type for a director of operations? So this week we kind of got into, I don't know, all the things. And it was based off of some you know, coaching that I do around teaming and building a team, but also some questions from the Efficient Advisor community over on Facebook. So I know when you hear org chart, you're inclined to just be like, eh, skip it, boring. Eh, there's only two of us on the team, or maybe we're only a team of four. Do we really need an org chart? And the answer is not necessarily, okay, you need an org chart, but I am not going to ever, ever, ever recommend you guys do something that is a waste of your time. So the reason that we care about the roles in our business is as a leader, it is our job to lead our team. And we have two functions when it comes to really leading our team as a CEO. It's to steward the individuals, right? Every individual on your team has gifts, talents, and hopefully they have personal and professional growth goals. So most people that you hire want to be able to grow and and expand in their capacity. And we need to be able to show them that that they're capable of doing that, that that's a possibility or an option within our small business. And we need to be able to steward the vision and the mission of the business and be seeking to achieve that. And so it's important that the individuals in our practice know how their role relates to the other roles in the business and how it relates to the overall vision and mission on the business. And I can't remember if I shared this in the episode or not, but I hired a front office person named Lisa and she was fantastic. And it was maybe, I don't know, four weeks into her, um, her position. And she came to me and said, Hey, do you think I could sit in on a connect meeting or a discovery meeting with some prospects so I can figure out what it is that we do here. <laughs> and that was for me as the as the CEO of the practice going, oh, that's an aha moment, right? Like here I'm training her, you know, the team is training her. I should say the team is training her. I can't take credit for that. Um, the team is training her on how to, you know, 
call clients and schedule clients and when they come in, how to treat them as part of our client experience and our client service model and how to use Salesforce. And they're teaching her all the things. And it dawned on me that she had no idea how her role fit into the overall mission and vision of the business. You know, and I think it's really easy for us as CEOs to sit there and be like, uh, hello, I explained that to you when you interviewed. I gave you a 11 second description of what it is that we do here. How do you not understand? Right. But it's important for our employees to be tied to the purpose, to be tied to the end result, to understand what it is that we do, why we do it, how we do it, and to know that they are contributing to that in some way, shape or form. So I think that's actually a critically important piece that we often forget. And I wish I could remember, if you know what book this is, please, please, please DM me and let me know. But there was a book I remember reading and it was talking about, it might've been Rocket Fuel. I don't remember, but it was talking about how important it is. And it suggested that the first 90 days of a new employee be literally just shadowing everybody in the business. So not even attempting to learn their role until they really understand start to finish what happens in the practice. So it's a little off topic from from what we talked about earlier this week, but I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because it is really important. When we are crafting a position inside of our practice, it is important to take the time so people know how their role fits into the business. And, you know, as I mentioned, that gives them, you know, vision of where they can grow career-wise, even if it's just two people for now. Um, So in the episode, I walked you through an exercise that you can do to help you realign your roles to make sure that we are crafting roles within the business that the business needs and not just hiring people and then crafting the role around the people. And so this is really, really important because you can have one person doing more than one role, but we need to have the roles defined out so that when you are all at capacity, or as we are kind of realigning, maybe you're doing reviews with your team and you're recognizing like, oh man, you know, Sarah's not really all that great at detail work, but she's really amazing at marketing. And maybe I should peel off this detail work and we can craft a separate role for this type of work. And then we can keep Sarah focused on some of the bigger picture stuff or the marketing or giving her something that's really in her sweet spot. But you can't have more than one person filling a role. So you can't have a operate like a director of operations role and everybody trying to do operations because that's where stuff gets lost, that's where there's overlap, that's where there's confusion amongst where who's who's responsible for what, who owns what. And often as CEOs when we when there's mistakes, we tend to blame the people. And 99.9% of the time, it's not the people, it's the process. And it can be that they didn't follow the process, but it can be that something in the process or something in the system is broken or something in their role, right? Where there's just confusion, overlap, et cetera. So it's important for us to really identify the role and start with the role. So people will always say to me, well, okay, well, what's the next thing that I need to hire? Like, who do I hire first? Who do I hire second? Who do I hire third? And I love this question because I love that people are thinking about expanding capacity and growing their team. And I hate this question because it's really different for everybody. And you really have to sit down and identify like, what is your start to finish process? What pieces can you scale? What pieces can you not scale? What 
what can you delegate? What can you automate? What can you delete? And what do you actually have to do? And kind of defining that out. And then what are you fast at? What do you have templates for? And then can which pieces are scalable? And then those are the pieces that we hire away. So somebody who runs a big AUM practice is going to look different than somebody who's a flat fee financial planner. So there is no like hierarchy. And I can remember when I started, you know, my broker dealer was like, hire a phone caller, hire a phone caller, hire a phone caller. Now keep in mind, this was like 20 years ago, but that was the big thing. Hire someone to, to call all of these orphan clients that you're going to turn into the best relationships. And I realized that the phone caller didn't have the knowledge base that I had and didn't know how to create a meaningful hook to get clients interested to meet with me. So while I hired somebody, the impact was low and the results were poor versus if I made those phone calls, the impact was high because I could answer their questions. I could ask them questions that I know they didn't know the answer to. I could give them a hook based on the products and services they already had with the company. And so in that case, like that, that advice was broken, right? Hire a phone caller was not necessarily the first role that I needed. I really needed someone doing file prep because my results, you know, my per hour results were way higher when I was the one making phone calls. So that it isn't necessarily what my business needed at that time. So anyway, long story short, go through the exercise. The The big action item here is going through that exercise where we're breaking down the practice into those four categories, right? The vision and results, the business, the CEO type stuff, the sales and advice, the operations, and marketing. And then you might have asset management or investment management under there as well. And then we're going to go through each task. We're going to pick a highlighter for every color. We're going to color code every category. And then we're going to highlight who's doing, who's doing what right now. And like, so I have that explained as a spreadsheet, right? We're going to put the name of everybody on our team at the top, and we're going to write their rules under everything that they're doing underneath, excuse me. And then we're going to highlight, well, what categories, and you might see roles start to emerge. Or you might see like, wow, everybody's doing a little bit of marketing. Maybe we should consolidate that under one person and create a role and have somebody specific to fill the role. Or maybe you're looking at it and you're going, whoa, hey, I should be mostly in charge of vision and CEO type stuff and maybe the sales and advice category, but I see a lot of operations in my category or underneath my name. Those are some things that I need to be delegating away that I can train somebody else on. So anyways, those are the um, good starting points for any advisor to who's considering or thinking like, man, I'm feeling stressed. I'm at capacity. This is a great way to build out your practice. And you're also looking for inefficiencies, right? So like if we're literally listing every single thing that you do and underneath your category as CEO is managing the cleaning people that come into the office, that is not something that you need to be doing. So like this brings some of those inefficiencies to light. Or if your category has 500,000 different tasks underneath it and you have a staff person on your team that has maybe only 30 things, it might be that you're doing a little too much. And this might be a great visual representation of that. So job descriptions, divisions of labor, and specializations are needed in order to create efficiency and productivity and really organize the work that you're doing in a growing firm. So I hope you guys have a fabulous week. You're One action item is to do that exercise and to start sketching out your org chart. 
I hope you guys have an amazing day. I will look for you over in the Efficient Advisor community and we'll talk soon. Oh, and for those of you that listened to my interview with Michael Kitsis on his podcast, thank you. It is actually one of the highest performing episodes for Kitsis this year. So that's a big deal. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you haven't caught that episode, I will drop it in the show notes below for you. It was episode number 302.